Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to that witching hour. It is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the East Coast. And if you're listening to this voice, you're listening to JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. we got a great show in store for you today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of everything. You know, just like uh, you hear on my promo, this is what we're going to be doing today. We're going to talk about a little boxing, okay? Talking about a little um, NBA, maybe. And how about we're talking about a little football? And maybe a little tennis, okay? You know, why not? This is a, a potpourri of conversation that I plan to talk about today. Because that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I feel. You know? The number to call in is 1347-637-3220. I say that again because I always do. 1347-637-322 is the place to be. If you like to talk to me, the Master JT, and that would be me. All right. Yesterday, on the FSP show, okay, we talked about, Vic and I talked about, the up-and-coming Floyd Mayweather against the um, MMC fighter in Conor McGregor. And... Victor wanted to go into the pre-fight hype of events that they, several events that they had to hype the fight up. And I said I wasn't really interested in the fight. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up now. I know what I'm bringing up now because as you, if you listen to the show yesterday, which was one o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you can catch it in the archives. I was a little, I got a little heated and heated under the collar because the fact is someone once and I'm talking about Victor wanted to um get a fighter to I guess he was looking for that Ali factor and I'm talking about the Ali factor I'm talking about Ali's uh, when he uh, uh, was hyping his fight out, would tell the opposition, the opposing fighter, what he was going to do to him. And for the most part, he would do that. Not all the time, but a lot of times he would do that. So maybe Victor, and just like a lot of other people, when Floyd talks a lot of mess, and people really, really have a, uh, a dislike for Floyd because, and I'll say it, 
He's a black man that got talks a lot of trash and flaunts wealth. And majority of Americans, the majority, I should say, of a certain type of Americans, and I, I hate to say it like that, but um, I say it, white people, don't like how he flaunts himself. Don't like that arrogance. Don't like that. Now, if it was the other way around, they would be a little bit more tolerant. But because of Floyd Mayweather, and because he's uh, who he is, and how he does it, they don't like it. And Victor also didn't like, and I, and I, I hate. I wanted to get him on the show because the he wanted he wanted, most people want him, uh, meaning Floyd Mayweather, to do what he says he's going to do in the ring, and not what he has done in the ring to to win fights. Now, like I said yesterday, he's moved up and down the food chain in weight class to fight fighters, champions, champion fighters or not. And like everyone knows, he's 49 and 0. 49 and 0. You know how hard that is, people, regardless of who you are? You know how hard that is? Muhammad Ali was never 49 and 0. There's only one boxer in all of boxing history, in professional boxing, that's undefeated. That's Rocky Marciano, 50-0. And, and he fought. He was in the heavyweight division. He fought whoever, whoever was around. He fought. Floyd, had 40, Floyd Mayweather, 49-0, has fought up and down the food chain. I'll keep, I'll keep reiterating it again. Up and down the food chain of weight classes, Within, within reason of reason of within limit of his weight class, going up and down to fight champions, and he's forty nine and zero. A lot of styles, different type of fighters, some 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 easy fights, some tough fights. You're going to get that when you have that many fights and that many different styles of fighters. Oh, there's always one one time that you can slip up and lose, and take take that oh and, and and no longer have it. There's only two fighters that are, that are undefeated. One that's passed away, God bless him, and 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 retired undefeated, and another that's had retired but he's coming back and he's 49 and 0. And, and when he does this, I know it's. You could put an asterisk around it because it's really not a, 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 a boxer that's really fighting him. It's an MM, MMA guy that's fighting him, but it's a boxing match. So it's not like it's an MMA match. Excuse me, MMA, MMA match. It's a boxing match. Boxing rules. None other. Boxing rules. No MMA is involved in this. This is boxing rules. And quite naturally, it should be. For the simple fact, Floyd is the champ. Floyd's undefeated. Floyd's the money man. Floyd's the gate. He's the draw. Not Conor McGregor, even though a lot of people are into MMA. Uh, and he's got that Irish following, which is, which everyone, I mean, I'll put it out there. He's got that Irish following. But this is a 
Floyd's the bigger draw. One, because he's undefeated. Two, because he's Floyd Mayweather. And three, because he's Floyd Mayweather, because people want to see him get beat. To shut his mouth. Well, I'm telling you right now, one way or the other, he will not. If he loses this fight, which I highly doubt, it won't shut him up, people. You just, just, uh, uh, it would be self-satisfaction for, for all those Floyd haters out there, whether they're underground or whether they're uh, actually uh, um, out there blatant about it. Personal satisfaction to see that he gets defeated. That's what it would be. Personal satisfaction. So they want to watch the fight. Which I think is a joke. Professional fighter that's undefeated, even though he's coming off a two-year layoff. Okay, he's coming off a two-year layoff, but it's not like Floyd hasn't been training. It wasn't like he let himself go for the two years. He's always stayed in shape. And, he st- and, he, and you know, he gears up when it's time to gear up for a fight. Just like Conor McGregor. Younger guy. Okay, he's a younger guy, but he's an MMA. He's inexperienced in the boxing ring. Now, he had made pack a punch, but some people don't like Floyd's style. Floyd's style is hit and not get hit as much as possible. Some people don't like that. They want him, some people want him to get in the ring and mix it up. Well, you're, 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 you're looking in the wrong place if you want that to happen. Because Floyd is not, not, not that type of fighter. The object is not to get hit. The object is to hit and not to get hit. And the object is to do what you can in the ring to win the fight. To win the boxing match. All right? So you, you got a fighter in Conor McGregor that's coming in there going up against a boxer who's not going to try to get hit. Plain and simple. And he's, and he's made a hell of a living, created a lot of wealth for himself, and in, in, in being not be able and in, in, in not getting hit. So, if you don't like the the, the 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 boxer, don't watch him fight. Plain and simple. Don't pay for it. Plain and simple. Don't complain when you pay your eighty nine or ninety nine dollars, depending on what package you get, whether it's standard or HD. And. It's not a fight that you thought it was going to be. It's not an exciting fight. It could be a boring fight. Don't complain. Because you know what style over the last few years, several years, that Floyd has been displaying, and it hasn't changed. Now, people say style makes fights. Well, 
you get you get a champion like Floyd who can dictate what style the fight's going to be. Regardless of what an aggressive fighter has in mind going into the ring with Floyd Mayweather, he always has a tendency to dictate the pace, dictate the style of the fight. Hit and not get hit. And a lot of people, like I said, don't like that. They think that uh, they should they should be entitled to more action. Well, you're not entitled to anything. You're entitled to watch the fight. You're entitled to watch the fight when you pay for it. You're entitled to watch the fight, and whether it goes well or not is. It's something that you have to wait and see. Now, August 26th is when this fight takes place. Uh, Probably six weeks from now, give or take. Yeah, about six weeks. And then then everything that all the speculation and all the hype and and whoever is highly anticipating this fight, It's going to be over with, and then it'll get down to that. I won't watch the fight. I'll hear about the next day. And uh, whether it's Floyd winning the fight, whether it's Colin McGregor winning the fight, which I highly doubt. But you never know about these crazy things. It crazy matches called boxing. But... Uh, Anybody with any common sense would think that Floyd um, would, would definitely outclass the guy that's never been in a professional boxing match. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see if that, that can um, happen uh, the way a lot of people want it to happen with Colin winning the fight. But I won't watch it. Sooner or later on the showtime, they'll show it. Um, and it, it'll be free, and that's when I'll that's when I'll make glance at it, depending on what what the outcome is. If it's a close fight or an exciting fight, then I, I may watch it. If not, I could care less. The fight I'm looking for is uh, Canelo versus Golovkin in September. That's the one I'm looking forward to. I think that's September 16th, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I'm looking forward to. All right, let's move on, okay, from boxing. I spent about about 15 minutes on that, a little longer than I anticipated, but I had to get, had to vent a little bit. Anyway, let's talk about, (laughs) from boxing, let's go to a more pleasant or, or more passive sport, so to speak, in tennis. And I'm talking about women's tennis, okay? Where what happened uh, yesterday 
in in the, uh, Wimbledon, Venus Williams went all the way to the uh, tennis champion, women's in championship, and lost to a young, much younger girl, a woman, I should say. I shouldn't say girl, much just much younger woman. And um, under a heavy heart and cloud, she come. She came into this tournament. Uh, she lost seven five, and and then she got smoked in the uh, second set six love. So. But we all know that Venus Williams had a tragedy happen to her in Florida. And I'm not giving any excuses. Trust me when I'm saying this. Uh, and Just bear with me when I'm going through this. Um, because she had a, a, a tragedy, a traffic accident where a person died. Uh, not instantly, but it doesn't make a difference. It died uh, a week or so two later. Um, and now is in a wrongful death lawsuit that was filed against her. And originally the, the police had said that um, she was at fault. And then it, t- it came around that uh, she wasn't at fault, um, that she had done what she was supposed to do. And it was just an accident. But she's involved in a, uh, there's been a, uh, um, the state of the person who passed away. And God bless him, and and God bless his its family, his grieving family. Has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Williams, seeking um to um being sued, and and then the uh, family of the victim uh, now demanding um, prescription and phone records from Venus to see if she, if she would happen to be on the phone or if she was under some type of uh, medication that um, impaired her as she was driving where the video from what I'm un- when I understand uh, is saying that or uh, clearing her of any um, liability according to TMZ lawyers now filed a request for all the tennis stars phone records to double-check she wasn't on the cell phone just before during the accident. They also asked for copies of any prescription drugs Venus may have taken in the 72 hours before. Police have already said Venus wasn't distracted by her phone and that drugs and alcohol play no part in the accident. So you, you know what? Let me, let me put it this way. The attorneys on the other side have to do the due diligence. They have to do their jobs. But the video at the intersection showing she had not illegally entered the intersection, meaning it, it, if, if it was a stop sign, she didn't, she didn't run through the stop sign. If it was a red light, she didn't run a red light, all right, or an amber light. She, when it was her time to go, she entered the intersection. That's, that's what it's it being said here. When it was her time to go, she entered the intersection. So and and if this video, it's got to be uh, undis- undisputable. Let me put it that way. I mean that's that. 
supposedly that's supposed to be the best answer to any questions. If you have video, video evidence that shows who was doing what and when they were doing it, shouldn't be an issue. This happens all the time that um, people are of, of celebrities, I should say. When then, uh, and I hate to say it like this, but I, I have to say it like this because people sp- smell blood in the water. They're going to try try take uh, advantage of it. Now, nobody's entitled to file a lawsuit. Everyone's entitled to file, whether it's valid or not. And I'm not saying this is not valid. We just have to wait and see what's going to be what's going to come of it. Now, quite naturally. Quite naturally, there's going to be a resolution. How far down the road, who knows? So let's move on, all right? One of the things I wanted to talk about here in the NFL is that there are seven first-round picks that haven't signed a contract yet. Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback that was drafted by the second by the Chicago Bears. Solomon Thomas, a defensive end that was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers, who was went third. Corey Davis, wide receiver that was drafted by the Tennessee Titans, number five. Number six, Jerome Adams from the Jets. He, safety, he hasn't signed. Number 10, Patrick Mahomes. He hasn't signed. Number uh, then that then we go down to the twenty fourth pick, Garen Connolly, cornerback uh, from the Oakland Raiders, and Jabril Peppers, Cleveland Browns, hasn't signed. Seven guys that haven't signed yet in the NFL, and training camp is what two weeks ten days away. Two weeks ten days away. Got an article here that I want to read out. Uh, probably take me to the end of the show because this is the abbreviated show. And it's Mike Mike Freeman um, from Blanc, uh, from Bleacher Report. How the NFL is cheating rookies out of millions. I thought it was a pretty good article. And NFL rookies are generally viewed as better seen and not heard. They are drafted in some cases to take the job of veterans. That makes them threats, and that means rookies often aren't liked by veteran players, but merely tolerated. So when longtime NFL players express sympathy for rookies about anything, especially their earning ability, it's significant. Our league has so much money, one veteran, uh, one NFC veteran told Bleacher Report, and the young guards are getting, and it's a four-letter word, starts with F, okay? On this, many veterans agree the biggest losers of the cur- collective bargaining agreement are players on rookie contracts. As set forth in the CBA, every rookie can be locked into a four-year contract and for some first-rounders a five-year deal. That allows teams to reap the benefits of some sizable bargains, such as the $10.4 million deal OBJ is playing out with the Giants or the $10.1 million deal Aaron Donald is in with the Rams. Those guys, rookie contracts are, are coming up real Coming to the end real soon. 
One team executive agreed rookies are getting squeezed, but he quickly added that this CBA and all of its perceived unfairness is the deal the players negotiated. You can't deny that. The players negotiated this deal. That's just like they negotiated that the commissioner was judge, jury, and, and hangman. I hate to say it like that, but that's, you know, he, anytime uh, 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 the suspension comes down, the appeal is heard by the same person who wielded the suspension. Hello? Yeah, that kind of sucks, Steelers linebacker Ronnie Shears there said in an interview with ESPN. Speaking of the current rookie salary system, sometimes guys have to wait five years. Other guys don't. Um, but that's what they agreed in the past. Next time, we just got to do a better job of structuring what we want to do. And at the end of the day, if you play at a high level, things should pan out for you. If there is one thing to understand about the current mood of some players in football, there's an increasing sense they didn't just lose in the last CBA negotiations. They were obliterated. Now, I have to agree with that. Some have become increasingly angry and that the frustration has grown as players have watched NBA salaries soar. When Stephon Curry signed a $200 million deal, NFL players were stunned. Denver linebacker Shane Ray tweeted, damn, 200 mil? I'll be happy when they start giving football players what they deserve. Detroit tight end Eric Ebron reacted to the news Blake Griffin signed a five-year, $173 million deal with a similar level of alarm. $175 million? I'm in the wrong sport. When James Harden signed a four-year extension that made its overall deal worth $228 million, through the 2022-23 season, defensive lineman Terrence Knighton tweeted, last year, NFL took in $13 billion in revenue. The NBA, $4.8 billion. Miss me with that 53-versus-15-man roster? Crap. Next. The anger over these salaries had grown to the point that some players feel a strike in 2020 when the current labor deal expires is needed for players to get more cash. If we want it, we get to if we want to get anything done, players have to be willing to strike. That's the thing guys need to 100% realize. You're going to have missed games. You're going to have to lose some money if you're willing to make the point because that's how Major League Baseball and NBA got it done. They missed games. They struck, they flexed every bit of the power that they had and it was awesome. It worked out for them. And few are getting less than more than first-year players, and every player seems to understand that. Now, before I go any further, and I'm not going to go any further, he's got a point there. But NBA, uh, excuse me, NFL players have a history of caving in and, and not want to lose money like that. And that's why the owners are where they're at, and the CBA is where it's at, because they know the NFL players will cave in. So what's what's going to happen in 2020? Will the NFL players cave in, or will there be a unification and a, a, a putting the foot down and say enough is enough, this is what we want? And if you don't come to the table with a decent offer, we're walking and 
quite naturally, NFL fans are, are going to be up. Some are going to be up in arms. A lot of are going to uh, side with the owners. Because NFL is the sport that most people like, are very extremely passionate about. And it seems to me that most people are tolerant of Major League Baseball's um, walking when the uh, 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 negotiations don't go right, or NBA players walking. But they have a different mentality when it comes to football players. Well, if you want to get paid, you guys won't get paid like NBA or uh, baseball players. That's not going to happen. But you can get, do a lot better for yourself if you stay sick together. Now, quite naturally, I've never played professional football or any professional sport, so I'm talking out, out of my butt. But what I'm saying is this. If you're unified in, in what your thought process is uh, and that you've fed up with being fed up, then you got to take a stand somehow and show the owners that you got some type of backbone when it comes to negotiations and not succumb to um, what they what they want to give you. But that's for another day. I want to thank you for listening. I appreciate you, you spending the short time that you had to spend with me today. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. It's, it's been a fine weekend uh, on, on the west, east, excuse me, west, on the east coast. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll be back here, God, with God willing, next weekend, same time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we get closer to the start of football. Training camp is right around the corner, right around the corner. Week uh, 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 ten to fourteen days away is when training camp stops. Starts, I should say, stops. Starts, and then all the fun begins. The anticipation of your team and what they're going to be doing for the upcoming 2017 season. Who's going to be that fantasy stud that's going to blow up this year? Stay tuned. Join me once again, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time next week, where I'll be back here talking about the this week in sports. And maybe we'll talk about a little fantasy. I think uh, 21st, about, it's about that time to start talking some serious fantasy stuff. And uh, maybe I'll incorporate it into uh, next week's show. We'll see. But uh, come, li- come listen in and you'll, you can find out. This is JTAK, the master. And as always, nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up.